Resurrection Sunday to you and yours. We're going to do some singing together here. Join us.
how grateful we are this day that we get to come singing a song like this, to know that our Savior is alive, to know that the depths of your love for us have been displayed at the cross, and now we have the hope of eternal life because of our resurrected Savior, Jesus. And so we come today with grateful hearts, and we offer those hearts to you, God. Then everything today, you would be magnified, honored, and glorified in our hearts and in our lives. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Easter, Crossview Church, and for those that are watching that don't attend Crossview, we are so glad you are here with us on this day where we mark the fact that Jesus Christ is no longer dead, but he has risen. God has defeated the power of death, and in doing so, because of that, we know that nothing can separate us from God's love. As scripture says, neither death nor life nor angels or demons or rulers or those in authority. And I would even add in this day and age, neither global virus pandemic can separate us from God's love. As you can see, I'm wearing a suit on this Easter Sunday. And part of the reason is to bring normalcy. As you know, I normally wear a suit, but there's nothing, no real power or magic in a suit. We don't make a big deal about outward appearances at Crossview Church. It's one of the things I love about us. God looks at the heart but the reason I'm wearing a suit is because today I am declaring the greatest news that the human race has ever heard. If you think about it, what do male sportscasters wear when they're uh, broadcasting a big game, like the Super Bowl or the World Series? They wear a suit. What do newscasters wear, male newscasters wear, when they bring the news that we've seen countless times over the last six weeks? They wear a suit. I am bringing news today that is the greatest news that any human being can ever hear because it's the demonstration of God's love for them and their soul by going to a cross, paying for their sins, and the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. That's the best news any of us could ever hear. And boy, are we in need of good news, aren't we? We've been hammered with news headlines that bring fear and uncertainty over this last month. We've things, seen things like, without urgent action, coronavirus will overwhelm U.S. resources. Or global COVID-19 cases top 1 million as economic toll mounts. Or who gets care? Many state hospitals are hitting capacity. Or U.S. jobless claims soared to a stunning 6.6 .6 million last week. We are hammered by news that brings uncertainty. And if you think about it, just six weeks ago, we had no idea what was going to hit us. Six weeks ago, Wall Street stocks were soaring. The economy was strong. Six weeks ago, uh, health care in the United States was at optimal levels in terms of what hospitals could provide. Six weeks ago, food and supply chains were stocked. There was no clue that any of this would happen to the extent that it has and as we look at that, it teaches us and shows us how fragile are the things that we depend on in this life are. How fragile things can be and how vulnerable. We're discovering with humility that food and supply chains are fragile. We're discovering with humility that global economies are fragile and political processes are fragile. And it causes us to realize Maybe we put too much confidence in those things. But what would we put our confidence in? 
What could be there? We put our confidence in these things and they failed us in a short amount of time. And as one medical director in Spain says, we have sinned from too much confidence. Maybe we rested and took trust in the wrong things. Well, this morning's a reminder that there's something that God did that we could place our trust in the person of Jesus Christ that will never ever disappoint us, that will never ever be fragile, but is so secure that we can live knowing that he holds us no matter what we face in this life. We need that. This time where we've experienced this pandemic has caused lots of fear and uncertainty as we've talked about. It's led to what the book of Hebrews says, uh, a slavery to the fear of death. And one of the things we celebrate today is that Jesus Christ frees those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we don't have to fear death anymore. What a great promise we have and we could celebrate during this time. The fear of death is something we've been hammered with over and over over the last few weeks. And what we celebrate and what we remember this morning is that we no longer have to fear death because Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. What an amazing truth. That changes everything. That gives us a better way. And today, I'm bringing to you a solid message of hope that breaks into this crazy time in our lives and reminds us that God is the God of the impossible. God does things that we cannot perceive. And today, we're going to talk about something that is even stronger than the effects of a virus on this earth, and that is the love of of God through the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus takes away the fear of death. I don't know about you, but just to get real honest with you and real with you, um, there's been times during this uh, pandemic where I've really felt uh, good in terms of my relationship with God. I felt solid. I knew I was at peace. I knew God was in control. And then there was times where I felt fear and uncertainty and anxiety. And, and there was, I had highs and I had lows. And maybe you can exper uh, would experience that as well. And one of those times when I was at a low point, when the news was just hammering at me and I was, my mind was going a million different directions and I, I felt this anxiety welling up inside of me, all of a sudden I, I saw a picture on the news and it was a picture of um, Samaritan's Purse. Samaritan's Purse is an organization uh, that is part of the Billy Graham Association, and they sent um, a, and I just got choked up when I heard about this, they, when Italy was at its worst moment in the pandemic, they loaded up a 68-bed hospital facility with doctors and nurses and uh, medical workers and chaplains, and they flew to Italy, went right in the hottest zone of the virus, set up this hospital because the hospitals were overflowing, and began to care for people. And then, as many of you know, uh, I saw that they did the exact same thing in New York City. All of a sudden, right there in Central Park, Samaritan Purse puts a 68-person uh, hospital when the mayor and the governor of New York were saying, we have no more room. They show up and they do this free of charge with volunteers who are incredibly professional at what they do. And when I saw that, I said, that's just so Jesus. Jesus invades hopeless situations and brings hope. Jesus invades places where it's so dark and it's so depressing and he brings light. 
And to see this group in action modeling what God did wasn't about that group. It was about God. God wants us to know he is present even in times like this. And not only is he present, but he's defeated all that stands against us. That is so Jesus going into those situations. And what it reminds us today, that when we look at all the things that we put our trust in that we're so fragile, a global economy, a thriving healthcare system, all these different things, we put our trust in that. We're reminded through this whole thing that Jesus calls us to something better. Jesus calls us to something stronger. Jesus calls us to something that will never be taken away from us no matter what we experience in this life. And he called it abundant life. That's what Jesus offers us. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, we have abundant life. And here's what I want you to remember today, that earthly life is fragile, but God offers us something better. Earthly life is fragile, but we don't have to rest in that because God offers us something better. I love this passage in John 10.10. It says, a thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And boy, have we seen that. But then Jesus says, I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Doesn't that sound awesome, given what we've heard the last several weeks? I don't know about you, but I want to live not just life. I want to live abundant life. I want to live life in abundance. And in this passage, we see that Jesus is offering us a life that is stronger than all that has been taken from this pandemic. He gives us a life that cannot be taken away by economic worries, that cannot be taken away by economic uncertainty. He offers us a life that it can withstand the darkest times because abundant life is invincible. The life that we have in Jesus Christ is invincible because of who he is and what we celebrate today, the power of the resurrection. So what does it mean to have abundant life? Abundant life means three things, and I want to go through them with you today. First of all, abundant life means salvation. You no longer have to have the fear of death. You know, statistics show that one of the top fears that human beings have is the fear of death, and I'm probably uh, assuming that has skyrocketed over these last few weeks. It's probably uh, even more so now than it was, and I think many people have been asking, is there an answer to that? Is there an answer to the fear of death? And I want to tell you today, there is. And it is Jesus Christ and what he's done for us on the cross. Abundant life destroys the fear of death. You no longer have to be afraid of what's going to happen when you die if you've given your life to Jesus Christ because of what we celebrate today in the resurrection. Because of what we celebrate today, death is not the end. It's just the beginning. And Jesus Christ came to earth. He went to a cross. He died on the cross to pay for our sins. The Bible says all of us have fallen short of God's glory. All of us are sinners. And all of us stand before a holy God with the only right, true thing that we deserve is judgment. But because of what Jesus Christ did, he went to the cross and he became our sin. He was our substitute. He took the punishment and the penalty for the sin that you and I committed. And he did that because he loved us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You see, God saw us in this situation and he put together a plan called the gospel. 
where Jesus Christ came and he went to the cross and he paid for our sins for us. And now he gives us this amazing offer that if we ask Christ into our life and we give him our lives, he gives us life eternal in abundance. And we no longer have to fear death. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, no matter what happens in this life, you can know without a doubt you're going to spend eternity forever in the presence and the pleasure and the power and the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ our Lord. What a promise that we have. It's a promise that is more sure than any other promise that has ever been made because of who God is and what Jesus Christ has done. Abundant life means something else. Abundant life also means satisfaction. You can experience true life here and now. Did you know that? True life is not just this promise that happens after you die. Eternal life begins the moment you invite Jesus into your life and then you experience life the way that God intended you to, to experience life. It doesn't mean all your problems are going to go away. It doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. It doesn't mean you're never going to face difficult times. You will, but you'll never face those difficult times without hope. And you'll never face those difficult times without uh, someone beside you who is stronger than what you face. That's the promise that God gives us. Abundant life means we can have true life. Not only did God want us to be living with him forever after we die, he wanted us to be living with him in communion with him when we live here on earth. And when human beings do that, they become fully alive. And their life is based not on outward external things, but their life is based on peace. Their life is based on love. Their life is based on grace. Their life is based on hope. And they live differently. They live like God intended them to live. And they're a light to the world around them. Just as a picture of what abundant life looks like in this world, in this life, one of my favorite uh, songwriters and worship artists is a man named David Crowder. And one of the songs I love by David Crowder is a song called, He is the King. And in this song, He is the King, this is the uh, quote that he has in the song. It says, what was said to the rose to make it unfold was said to me here in my chest. So be quiet now and rest. Isn't that amazing? When God looked down to that rose and said, it's time to live. And that rose opened up. God does the same thing when we come and invite him into our life. He speaks inside our chest and says, it's time to live. It's time for abundant life. And we can rest knowing that no matter what we face in this outside world, we have peace in our hearts because God himself is living with us, empowering us, overflowing through us, not only to fill us up so that there's no room for fear, anxiety, and all these horrible things, but also spilling out of us to other people who are in need. See, that's abundant life in the here and now. And because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can have that abundant life. It's an amazing thing. The third thing abundant life means is security. The thing I love about this is you can never lose this abundant life. Once you give your life to Jesus Christ, you can never lose it. Once you invite Christ into your life, this abundant life cannot ever be taken away because it's held in trust by God and what he did on the cross. You, unlike the things we've seen that we placed our hope in, like 
that were taken away in this pandemic, this abundant life could never, ever be taken away. Jesus makes this amazing statement in John 10, the same chapter we're looking at these other verses in, in verse 28. He says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. See, that's that abundant promise he gives us. And then he says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. This is coming from the man who went to a cross, took our sin, died, was buried, and rose from the dead. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go with any, if there's a person that says, here's what the deal is, I'm going to go to a cross and die, and in three days I'm going to rise from the dead, and then he does that, I'm going with what he says. You can take it to the bank, it's going to happen. And so the person of Jesus Christ who rose from the dead makes this statement that no one will snatch them out of my hand. No one will take this abundant life from them once I give it to them. It's an amazing thing. We need this abundant life. Abundant life comes and offers more than what money can give us, more than what popularity can give us, more than what status can give us, more than what the things that we look to for security can give us. Abundant life is offered to us to fill our hearts today and make us come alive and live with the promise that when we die, we no longer have to fear death, but we will be with the most loving, the most incredible, the most powerful being and person there ever was, and that's God himself. What a promise we have with abundant life. Abundant life comes and offers us salvation. Abundant life comes and offers us satisfaction. Abundant life comes and offers us security. Three huge things I think the human heart longs to hear about during this time. And because of the resurrection, this is a guaranteed thing that God puts his character on. You know, the resurrection is something that isn't even really debated anymore, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, because the evidence is overwhelming. In the Bible alone, it says over 500 witnesses saw the resurrection happen. And countless people who have tried to disprove this have come up, come up short because the evidence that Jesus Christ rose from the dead is overwhelming. So how do we get this abundant life? I don't know about you, but I feel sold. All right, I want it. How do we get this? I need it now. I love the picture in the very next verse about abundant life that Jesus says. He says this, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. See, the good shepherd became the lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. The good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. Jesus went to the cross and, as I said, took our sins so that we can have a relationship with God. He is the doorway to eternal life. I was uh, watching a program on TV during this time, and uh, it was kind of like a Nat Geo Wild thing. It was, they were interviewing different people around the globe, and they went to a, um, a desert in the Arabian Peninsula, and this man was interviewing this shepherd. There's a real live shepherd. He had these sheep, and they were running through this desert, and then he uh, showed him the area that he goes at night where he puts the sheep in the sheep pen. And that's where they spend the night to make it uh, a little more safer than them just walking in, around the desert. And in the sheep pen, it was, they had this opening that sheep would go in and it was kind of a, um, a rickety fenced in uh, section with this big opening in the front. And the sheep would go through that opening and they'd be in this pen and they'd stay there overnight. And the one man who was interviewing uh, the shepherd 
he said to him, you know, the only thing is there's, there's no door on this pen, so they can easily walk out. And the shepherd said, oh, no, you don't understand. I'm the door. And he said, what do you mean you're the door? He said, I'm the door. I lay in that spot uh, where that doorway is. And, and this is the quote he actually said. He said, when the light has gone and all the sheep are inside, I lay in the open space and no sheep ever goes out but across my body and no wolf comes in unless he crosses my body. I am the door. That's Jesus. Jesus is the door to eternal life. He is the one that can give us eternal life because he went to the cross, paid for our sins, died and rose again. In order to get abundant life, we have to go through the doorway of Jesus Christ. We have to invite him into our hearts. We have to say, Jesus, I want a personal relationship with you. And when we do that, he gives us this abundant life. And it's a life that, as we said before, brings us amazing things. It gives us salvation where we don't have to fear death anymore, but not just salvation. It gives us satisfaction that we can become fully alive the way God intended, regardless of our shortcomings, regardless of the things that you regret and you wish you can go back and change, regardless of the things you feel horrible about that you've done. You can be forgiven and have new life today and experience that and live in that place And not only do we live in a place, not only does this abundant life give us salvation where we don't have to fear death, not only does it give us satisfaction where we can come fully alive and live in that today, but we also have the promise that this can never be taken away from us. It gives us security. Some of you are in this spot now and you're ready. You're saying, hey, I want that. I want abundant life. And the way you get it is to invite Jesus Christ into your life. And some of you are ready to do that right now. Maybe this time of living in a pandemic has opened your eyes and you started to realize things that you may not have realized before, that some of the things that have been taken away from us, um, we got attached a little too close to, and they don't deliver. That you need to live for something more. I want to encourage you, there's nothing more that you can give your life to in a better way than abundant life in Jesus Christ. And some of you are there saying, yes, I'm ready. There's others of you who are saying, you know what, that sounds great, but I need to think about this. This is a big decision. And it is. To give your life to Jesus Christ and to live for him is a huge decision. And you should think about it. But what I would encourage you to do is don't think about it passively. Don't just say, yeah, I'm going to forget about it and and then all of a sudden next Easter or whenever it is you're thinking about it again. If you really need time to think about whether or not you need this abundant life, you have to have some significant stiff arms towards what God offers. And I'm not trying to diminish those, but what I am saying is put effort into figuring that out because this is the most important decision a human being can ever make. Because seconds after you die, you will stand before God And what will determine whether you spend eternity with him or eternity separated from him is what you've done with Jesus Christ. And God wants to give you abundant life that is eternal. God wants to give you salvation, satisfaction, and security. And so if you're questioning that, if you have lots of questions, that's normal. I encourage you to seek that out. And one of the resources I want to offer is a book called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. If you have questions, I encourage you to get this book. 
You can get it very cheaply on Amazon and it's well worth it. Lee Strobel was a skeptic. He was a journalist in the Chicago area who doubted that uh, Christianity was real. And he, this book is about his story of how he went and investigated and uh, searched out his questions. And so I think if you have questions, you'll find yourself in this book as well, searching those things out. So I encourage you, if you have questions, search them out, but don't do it passively. Get this book and be active. Make that your step on Easter 2020 in the midst of this uh, pandemic to search out the questions you have because God is offering abundant life. And if you are here now and you're like, I'm ready, let's do this. I need abundant life. It would be my honor to help you get that. The Bible says you just have to do two things. You just have to uh, turn from your sin. We call it repent. Turn from your sin and turn to God. And you do that by saying, God, will you forgive me for my sin? I want to live for you. And you make that decision to pursue God and pursue Jesus and a relationship with him versus the other things. And it says you have to believe. And when it says that you have to believe, it's not talking about just, yeah, I believe in my head that Jesus did this. It means believing with your whole heart and your whole life, putting your whole life into your relationship with God. And so the doorway to get to that spot is a prayer. It's just a simple prayer where you just tell God, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want to do. I want to invite you into my life and live for you. And it'd be my honor right now, if you're ready, I'd love to pray with you where you can invite Jesus Christ into your life and live this abundant life that takes away the fear of death, that makes you come alive right now and can never, ever be taken away from you. So if you're ready, let's do it. I'm going to bow my head and I would, I'll pray this prayer and you can repeat it in the silence of your own heart uh, after me and uh, knowing that you're going through the doorway and getting abundant life from Jesus Christ. So please bow your heads with me as I pray. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the only Son of God. I acknowledge I am a sinner and I need your mercy. Please forgive me. I ask that you would come into my life right now and make me new and help me to follow you. In your name I pray, amen. For those of you that prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart, welcome to abundant life. It may not feel different right now. It's not an emotional thing, but I can tell you based off of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that if you were honest about praying that prayer, inviting Jesus into your life, you are new. And though I said before, it doesn't mean life's going to be easy. It means that you can face life without the fear of death. You can face life coming alive in, as you develop your relationship with God, you come alive more and more into what God intended and you can know this was something that'll never be taken away from you. If you've prayed that prayer and made that decision, I really want to help you get started in that. Will you please email me at dan at crossviewrapids.org. I have some resources and I'd love to hear about it and just get you set on the right path, especially in this time of global virus pandemic where you can begin a relationship with Jesus Christ that brings abundant life. What I'd like us to do now is just pray again uh, during this time. I'd like to, uh, and on this Sunday where we celebrate what God has done, I think it's good for his church to go and, and just pray and ask God to continue to um, heal this land from this pandemic and help us in the midst of this time. And let's do that on this day where we celebrate the power that God has conquered death. So please bow your head with me. Jesus, I thank you so much 
for the fact that we can gather, even if it's through technology, and declare that death has no power over you, that you conquered death on the cross. And on this Easter Sunday, what stuns me the most is because of the cross and because of the resurrection, I realize that you are always thinking about us, that we are on your heart and on your mind all the time. You are always praying for us before the Father. You are the one who knows us best and at the same time loves us the most. With fresh gratitude, as we look at what you did by rising from the dead, we are stand in awe and we worship you. We thank you for who you are, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, quick announcement before I let you go. Um, last Tuesday, uh, we declared it a day of prayer and fasting, and you may be saying, what's this fasting stuff? Um, fasting is simply giving up a meal to pursue God. Um, and uh, to seek him. And last Tuesday, we kind of, as a church, decided to pray for all the things that this uh, pandemic has caused and invite God into that. It was an amazing day. I thank you, all those who participated. Uh, That evening, we had a virtual prayer meeting, a Facebook Live prayer gathering that Pastor Chris did. Uh, And we had a lot of great response, and many people said, we should do this again. And, And I agree. One of the things that was placed on my heart during that time is I think every Tuesday, Uh, During this time of social uh, distancing and this pandemic, we are going to call Tuesday a day of prayer and fasting. And so if you didn't do it this week and you'd like to do it again, we invite you to do it again. Uh, If you have questions about how do you pray or what you should pray or what does fasting really mean, on our website there's instructions that are real simple for you to look at that give a great explanation. So this coming Tuesday, the 14th of April, uh, we're going to have another day of prayer and fasting. And also we're going to do what we did last week as well. And at 7 p.m. on Tuesday the 14th, we're going to have a Facebook Live gathering again uh, to pray together as a congregation. I think many of us are starving for interaction. And what better way to interact than to bring our requests before God during this time. So please, please check that out um, and join us during that time. We're so glad that you're tuning into these messages. Uh, We're thankful that we have at least some touch point during this time of social distancing, and we all can't wait for the day that we gather again. But what I rejoice in today is the fact that what we can celebrate cannot be taken away from us through social distancing, That, that we celebrate today the resurrected power of God in the person of Jesus Christ. He has risen Death is defeated. We love you and take care and have a wonderful day.
As we leave you during this Easter Sunday service, I'd like to do so as we normally do when we gather with a benediction and a blessing. May the God who conquered the power of death through his son, Jesus Christ, and who gives us abundant life through the power of his Holy Spirit, be with you and your family this day. In the midst of this time, may you plant your heart in resurrection, hope, grace, and love in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We love you.